tonight I want to talk to you what I believe is one of the greatest privileges we have as Christians. How many of you are Christians in here? Let me see your hands, okay. And that is the privilege of going before the throne of God, the throne of grace. In Hebrews chapter 4, in, in Hebrews chapter 4, if you have your Bible, your phone or whatever, I want you to just look at this verse. It's, it's really a powerful verse. And it says this. It says, therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of, to the throne of grace so that may, we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need or in time of need. Let us come to the throne of grace. I don't know exactly what all that means, the throne of grace, but I like to think of it like this. The throne of grace is a place of God's provisions for everyday life, right? Come to the throne of grace. I see it as the resources of God to meet any and every need and challenge that we face in life. You know, how many of you said, how many of you have said before, man, by the grace of God, I was able to, or by the grace of God, I survived that, or by the grace of God, I was able to do. You're right when you say that. Because really, it is by the grace that we're here tonight. It's by the grace that we're breathing and living. And it's by God's grace. It's all by God's grace, right? Grace is the strength and the ability to face all that, that you have to face in life. And so when it come, when it come boldly to the throne of grace, it's like it's got the, it's this big old, uh, ba- uh, big old, uh, like warehouse of God's provision. And when we come spiritually to the throne of grace, we come to the place where all the provisions that we need pertaining to life are. Amen. The Bible says that we're saved by grace. You know, we saved by grace through faith. It's not a, we didn't, we didn't become Christians on our own. I mean, you know, it's not us. It's not, you know, listen, God didn't pick me because I was something special. In fact, that's what amazes me that he picked me, right? And so we're, we're forgiven by grace. The Bible says we're healed by grace. We're liberated by grace. We're, we're given talents. If we have any, any abilities at all, that's the grace of God, right? And they're, um, We're used by God. When God uses us, that's the grace of God. We're kept in the kingdom of God. We're kept by God because of his grace, right? And we're transformed. The reason why we can be changed, totally changed, where we can become, you know, Paul was a a headhunter. He was a Christian killer and he got transformed and he became the greatest, the, the greatest ambassador for Christianity that there ever was, you know? And so, you know, God transformed his life. How? How did that happen? It's by grace. How, the, how can we grow from, from just knowing nothing about God to, to learning about God and knowing his ways and his precepts and his principles? It's by God's grace. Amen. Second Timothy 2.1, Paul said to Timothy, he said, you then my son, be, uh, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Paul was challenging Timothy to be strong in the grace of God and not be weak, but be strong. How? In the grace of God. How can we be strong? We don't want to be strong in ourselves. We don't want to be strong in the flesh. We want to be strong in the grace of God, right? The The Lord wants us to learn how to walk in and live in the grace of God. Because the more we walk in and live in and, and stay in a place of God's grace, man, the more we can just, we can overcome. The more we can win the battles. The more we can win the victories. The more we can face the Goliaths in life and, and take them down. Amen. 
the more we can defeat the enemy, the more we can get the, the, the religious spirit that tries to steal our joy in the holiday season off of us. Amen. The more that we, the more that discouragement and depression can come up. All we need is the grace of God. Right? We need grace. And the more grace we have, the more victory we'll live in. You know, listen, you know, God is a, you know, the, the Bible says that, um, you know, God means Theo or in Theo, uh, like theology is, is the study of God. But enthusiasm comes from having the spirit of God in us. Amen. And so whenever you got the grace of God flowing in your life, you're you got life, man. You know, you know, the Bible talks about a, a spirit of stupor and, and slumber. And some people, it's like they never wake up all day long. And, and you say, how you doing? And they doing good. You know, it's like, wow, wake up, you know, come on. I mean, I need a cup of coffee before I get there, but. Come on. How many even know the grace of God can get us there, right? And so listen, man, I don't want to sleep and slumber and, and stupor through life. I want to have the excitement, the enthusiasm, the bonus, and the, and the life of God flowing in me. Amen? Come on. Come on. Y'all with me tonight? So how many of you want to walk in the grace of God, live in the grace of God? Now, I want to just kind of talk to you a little bit about, I'm um, just real be brief, and then we're going to baptize a few folks, but Listen, how do you walk in the grace of God? First of all, you got to be confident that God is ready and willing to give you his grace. You know, some people view God as like, you know, that God is like, you know, he's stingy. Well, God's not a stingy God. He's a generous God. God so loved the world that he gave his son, right? He's a generous God. And so when Hebrews 4.16 says, draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive. You got to be confident. The way you receive God's grace is you got to be confident that he'll give it to you, that he wants to give it to you, that he's not a, a cosmic killjoy. He's not a, he's not a, uh, you know, a mean God. He's not a stingy God, but he's looking to bless. He's looking to shower. He's looking to help us. Come on. Y'all believe that about God? Come on. You got to have the right perspective about God. God's not like this God that's got a boudet lip and he's looking to smash us when we do wrong. No, he loves us so much and he's looking to help us. And when he sees us struggling or stumbling, he says, come on, you're going to make it. Come on, get up. I'm going to help you get through the, through this life. Amen. And so you got to, you got to be confident. It means having faith. It means being completely convinced that God wants to and will give you the grace that you need to get. Y'all believe that tonight? Come on. Do you believe that? Confidence is believing that God will not hold back anything from you. Come on. Every good and perfect gift comes from the father of lights. Amen. Amen. Do y'all believe that? So it's a, you know, confidence in a gracious God helps you receive grace. Because remember what we talked about Sunday, you know, you know, you will receive according to your faith. What do you believe? And see, I, I started receiving more from God as I started believing more about God. You know, I was limited in, in what I knew about God. But the more I learned about God, the more I received from God. Amen. Romans 4.16 says the promise of God comes from faith. It's through believing God 
that we get grace. So, so how many of you, how many of you, like we talked about tonight, get burdened, get tired, like you can't go anymore, like you just like feel like you can't make it through the week? You ever felt like that? Well, you're not the only one. In fact, the Bible says in Isaiah 40 and 30, even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, what's the Bible say? Shall renew their strength. Come on. I quote that. I claim that. I, I receive that on a regular basis. They that wait upon the Lord. You know what wait means? It means to hope in the Lord, to have confidence in the Lord, to put your faith and your trust in the Lord. Those who hope in the Lord, confident in the Lord, put their faith and their trust those who trust those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength amen so when life beats me down and I get weary and I get burdened and I feel like I can't put one foot in the front of the other I just go to the throne of grace and God's grace comes upon me and all of a sudden I'm supernaturally revived and empowered and encouraged amen those who wait, those who, those who put their confidence in the Lord, the promise is not they might receive strength, not they, well, I'm, you know, it could happen or not. They shall renew their strength. You know, they got Greek and Hebrew for different words. You know what shall means? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to get it. It's going to come. You're going to get strength. You're going to get empowerment from the Lord. Amen. Come on. The amazing grace of God. Bible says in verse 31 of Isaiah 40, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Whenever I read that scripture, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. You know, if you notice, like whenever you see uh, like, you know, documentaries or anything about eagles, eagles don't hang out like on the, in the chicken coops, right? They don't hang around, you know, picking seeds on the ground. They soar, man. They're on top. They, they're out there looking, they're looking down. And I just, whenever I read that, I just think, you know, the Lord knows how to get you above your circumstance. You know, the Lord, the Lord knows how to get you above the fray that you're going through. Come on. The Lord knows how to get you out of the pit. Whenever you're in the pit and all you're looking around and all you see is dark, cold walls, the Lord knows how to get you out. He'll put a ladder in that pit and get you right out of that pit. Amen. Come on. I'm preaching better than you saying amen right now. Amen. All right. So number two. So how do you walk in grace? Be confident that God is ready and willing to give you his grace. But number two, continually and humbly ask God for his grace. You know, listen to what James 4, 6 says. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to who? The humble. Now, humble don't mean like you walk around like, hey, how you doing? Like, hey, how you doing? Oh, hi. It, that, that's not what humble means. You know what humble means? It means that you depend on God. That, that's my definition. You know, because you could you could be walking around with your head down and, you know, like that, like you defeated. And that don't mean you're humble. Because you could just be as prideful as the next person, right? But humility just says, man, I need God. See, he opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. How, how come you lift it up? It's because you got grace flowing in your life. How come you got grace flowing in your life? Because you come boldly to the throne. of How do you get to the throne of grace? Through prayer, right? Through prayer. And so when you get before God and you say, God, I need your help. How many of you know that God will answer your prayer and he will give you help? Y'all believe that tonight? Come on. And so listen, how do you get more of God's grace flowing in your life? Well, the answer is 
You ask, you humbly ask him for more grace. Amen. So listen, I've, you know, I've realized that, you know, it's better for me to not wait till I'm about to pass out to ask God for grace and just ask him on a daily basis. That way I don't get close to passing out. Amen. Come on. How many of you know, listen, you know, Tanya and I were shopping one day in the mall and Man, I was so tired. I was ready to just lie down and take a nap on the middle of the walkway in the mall. I mean, I was exhausted, you know. And I was like, man, I can't go anymore. And then, you know, down on me, I'm kind of thirsty, you know. And so we found a vending machine and I got a bottle of water. And I started drinking that water and I got revitalized. I said, let's go to another shop, honey. And she said, what happened to you? You know, no, no not really. But, you know, I was dehydrated, so I didn't have any more strength. And so sometimes we don't have any strength because we hadn't drank from the waters of life. Amen. And so don't wait till you're about to pass out before you drink. Drink on a regular basis. Don't get dehydrated. Amen. Come on, drink on a regular basis and you'll be strong every day of your life. Come on. I believe this with all my heart. What about you? And so I just want to encourage you. You know, the Bible says in uh, Hebrews eleven six that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligent means to seek for something with all your heart over and over again. And so, you know, when Jesus taught us to pray, he said, pray this way. Give me this day my daily bread. He didn't, he didn't teach us to pray. Give me this week my daily bread. Or give me this month my daily bread. Or give me this year my daily bread. He said, give me this day my daily bread. You know why? Because every day we need the grace of God. Every day we need the waters of life. Every day we need new strength. Amen. So come on. How about it right now? Just say, Lord, fill me with your grace. Amen. Come on. I believe just as we just take a moment to just say, man, Lord, I need your grace. I need your grace. I was telling some folks just recently, you know, when I worked in the oil field and sometimes, man, by the end of the day, I was so depleted. I was so tired. It's like I, I was I couldn't get to the couch quick enough to get in my PJs and just just lay on the couch and just, you know, veg out, you know, for the rest of the night. And so, you know, I would just say, yeah, but I need to go to church, man. I need I need the word of God. I need to grow in my faith. And I'd stumble in the church here, man, and I was about to pass out and I'd get in the presence of God and I'd start drinking from the waters of life. And man, after church was over, I was ready to go the rest of the night. I'd stay up till midnight because God infused me with his strength through his grace. Amen. So I encourage you, just keep asking him and just be diligent to just say, Lord, I need your help. I need your grace. Amen. Number three, the third way to walk in his grace is learn to extend grace to others. If you want grace to flow in your life, work on extending grace towards others. You know, whenever you think about it, uh, you know, what is grace? Grace is uh, what God gives us that we don't deserve, right? And so we got to learn to give people even what they don't deserve. You know, it's less, it's easy to love people that are lovable. What about those that aren't? You got to give them grace. Why? Because you need grace. That's why. And so the Bible says in Galatians 6, 7, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. It's a law of sowing and reaping. So whatever you give, you get. And so if you learn to give grace to others, God will give you his grace. You sow it, you reap it, right? And so, you know, Ephesians 2.8 says, for it is by grace that you've been saved through faith. Why is it that we're Christians? Because we're so good? No, God just decided to just let us in. Not because we were so good. He just graced us in, right? 
He gave us what we didn't deserve. Well, let me speak for myself. I didn't deserve to be in church and to be serving God. It ain't like he said, man, of all the holy people on the earth, Todd is the best, and I'm going to bring him in the kingdom. I promise you that ain't why he picked me. What about you? Amen. And so listen, God gave me what I didn't deserve. He gave me mercy. He forgave me, and he let me come in, right? That's what grace is. And so listen, we didn't earn or deserve God's grace to be saved. He just gave it to us. And so Listen, extending grace to others is the same thing. It's giving them what they don't deserve. It's walking as in, in, in extending kindness towards others, mercy towards others, forgiving others, not picking out their faults, not looking at everything negative. Come on, are y'all with me out there? And so listen, you know, the promise is if you will extend grace to others, you will receive grace. And you know, I was just thinking just recently, I was just... I, I was just spending time in the presence of God and I was just thinking of different things that, that I've been through, that, that Tanya and I have walked through. And I was just thinking, Lord, man, you bailed us out of that. You bailed me out of that. You caught me through that. Man, God, you've been so gracious to me. Lord, thank you for being so gracious to me. Anybody else feel like that in here? That God has been very, been very gracious to you? When your back was against the wall and it looked like you were never going to come out of whatever you were going through, and all of a sudden you look back and it's like, man, the Lord delivered me. He got me out of that. It's like, oh my goodness, God, thank you for being gracious to me. And I was just talking to him about that. And he just spoke to my heart and he said, Todd, he said, you know, Whenever I've asked you to extend grace, you have. And you've sowed grace and you've reaped grace. It's like, man, it motivates me to be more gracious. Because I know I'm going to need a lot more grace. What about you? How many of you feel like you need grace just about every day? In fact, about every minute and second of every day. So we got to learn to be gracious. And when we sow grace, God showers grace on us. That motivates me to just look past people's faults and shortcomings and just love them right where they are because that's what I need from God. If he held a tally on me and said, oh, Todd, that was an attitude. Okay, I'm holding that. I'm going to hold that against you. Oh, you said what? Oh, there you go. That you spoke an evil word. I'm going to hold that again. If he took a tally of me, it's like, oh, man, there would be no grace flowing in my life. But thank God he don't hold me. He, he doesn't hold that. He doesn't, he doesn't do that to me. God is very gracious to me. He's very patient with me. He's very kind and compassionate to me. What about you? Don't you feel God is like that with you? And so he says, okay, now extend that towards us. Amen? You sow grace, you reap grace. And so I just want to encourage you tonight to just be a grace sower. Amen? And then the fourth way to walk in the grace of God is to embrace grace moments. And this is kind of similar to what we talked about Sunday, but everybody experiences trials in life. And when you experience trials and tribulations in life, is an opportunity to experience God's grace in an extraordinary way. The time where I've experienced the greater measure of God's grace is the times that I've experienced the greatest difficulties in life. Amen? I mean, that's when God's grace shows up 
in a greater way. Have you noticed that? But listen, if we learn to embrace those difficult trials and tribulations of life, instead of resenting those trials and tribulations of life, it's all about my attitude. I experience more grace. That's why James said in James 1, he said, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it as an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, complete, needing nothing. The more you grow in the grace of God, the more hurdles you can overcome, the more barriers you can break through, the more trials you can walk through. Come on, nobody can knock you down. Amen? Come on. You, you heard that saying, you can't keep a good man down. You can't keep a grace filled man down. You can't give a grace filled woman down as when the grace of God is flowing in their life. You can push them down. You can knock them down. But I'll tell you what's going to happen. They're going to stand back up and they're going to keep walking because it's the grace of God that gives them the strength. Amen. So every trial in life is an opportunity to grow in grace. If you view that trial properly, if you keep the right attitude during the trial, you can you can you can capitalize on those opportunities to grow in the grace of God. You know, Paul, uh, the Lord had to teach Paul this. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he said, because of their surpassing greatness of the revelations for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a message of Satan to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in strength. No, he said power is perfected in what, brothers and sisters? In whenever life makes you weak, you're in a position to receive the power and the grace of God. Amen? That's what he's saying. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Yes, amen. And so, you know, Paul was going through a very personal, difficult time. We don't know what it was. He called it a thorn in his flesh. And uh, we don't know exactly what he was dealing with. But he learned a powerful truth during this time. The lesson Paul learned is that God's grace is sufficient to get us through whatever we're going through. Now, I don't know if you heard that, but I'm going to repeat it just to make sure that you heard it. Because you might be going through something that's making you weak. But what Paul learned, I think we need to learn, is that God's grace is sufficient to get us through whatever we are going through. Amen. And listen, Paul learned that God will give you what you need to make it through whatever you're facing, right? And so listen, his strength will match your weakness. His peace will match your worries. Whatever it is, whatever it is you're facing, God's grace is sufficient to help you to get through what you're going through. So listen, with every personal struggle that weakens you is the opportunity to grow and experience God's grace in a miraculous way. And I believe this. I believe that you have to go through difficulty to really grow in the grace of God. I believe this. You really got to grow. You got to go through trials and tribulations. You know, whenever you see somebody that, that's, a, that's a, you know, a giant in the faith, that you look at and you say, man, I want to be like them whenever I grow up. Folks, the reason why we see godliness and 
Christ-likeness in people that we envy and that we want is because they have been through the fire of life and they've learned to optimize and, and capitalize on those opportunities. They've learned to put their faith and trust and come boldly to the throne of grace. They've learned to tap into God's grace and they've become stronger and stronger. And as James says, now they become perfected and they're so strong that you can't, it's like, man, is there any time that you're ever down or low or, or about to throw in the towel? And the answer is not much because they've grown and in the grace of God. Amen. Come on. I want more grace flowing in my life. What about you? Yes. Amen. I know you do. So how do you walk in and experience a greater measure of God's grace in your life? Here's four suggestions. One is be confident that God is ready and willing to give you grace. Do y'all believe that? That he's, he's not a stingy God. He's a generous God. He's not like, yeah, you're going through a tough time. Well, well, I hope you make it. Because, you know, the other day you looked at somebody wrong. No, be confident. God, God is a merciful God. He's a loving God. And he, he's, he has no, it's, it's, he don't, he don't like, you know, get pleasure in just seeing us struggle. I mean, he would have never given up his son to die on the cross if that was his heart. I mean, he gave us everything he had. He gave us his one and only begotten son. Why? So that we could be saved, so that we could be spared, right? So we got to be confident. But number two, we got to just learn to just, man, it don't, you don't have to be like, you know, like this incredible prayer. All you got to do is just say, God, I need your help. That's it. But come boldly to the throne of grace, not timidly. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Like, you know, you've heard me say, when Olivia walks into my house, even though she lives in her own house now, she's married, she walks in like she owns the place. She comes boldly to the throne of the refrigerator. Right? And she gets whatever she wants. And that's the, that's the attitude. Ben, my son-in-law, he's a lot, he's a little bit more timid. He's kind of like, uh, y'all have anything to drink? Yeah, it's in the fridge. Okay. You know, but man, Olivia, she don't even ask. She just comes like, that's my dad's. Morning. Y'all with me? Amen. Learn to extend grace to others and embrace those grace more. How many of you might right now be experiencing an opportunity for grace? You're going through a time right now where it's like, man, you know what? I'm in an opportunity for grace. Anybody feeling that way? Like you, you're prime time for, to, to experience grace. Anybody? Let me see your hands. Come on, those of you that are raising your hands, just stand up right now. And we're just going to take a moment to pray over you. And then we're going to baptize these that want to be baptized. But come on, I want you to just... Come on, just lift your hands towards heaven right now. And come on, just, just apply this, this point, this, this word right now. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Now listen, I don't want you to work. I want you to receive. I don't want you to feel like you gotta earn it. I want you to just receive it. Come boldly to the throne, the throne of grace. Just receive it. Come on, your father loves you. Come on, he loves you. He loves you. He wants to help you. He don't want you to just struggle. He don't want you to strain through what you're going through. He wants to give you peace while you're going through. He wants to give you strength while you're going through. Come on, he wants to comfort you while you're going through. Come on, he wants to give you the grace that you need before you get to the other side. Come on, he wants to calm the storm. Come on, just get your eyes off the winds and the winds and the waves for just a moment. And come on, just focus on him and just begin right there where you are. Just begin to thank him and say, thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Father, for grace that's flowing in my life. Come on, just begin to thank Him now. Just begin to thank Him and say, thank you, Lord. Come on, while you thank Him, just receive it. Thank you, Lord. Come on, I believe grace is flowing in this building right now. Come on, I believe grace is flowing in your life right now. Come on, just receive it. Father, I pray for a greater measure. Lord, I thank you for supernatural strength that are coming upon your people right now. Thank you, Lord, that the Spirit of the Lord, the grace of God, the touch of God, the hand of God is infusing your people. Come on, thank Thank you, Lord, that you're lifting them up. Thank you, Lord, they're mounting up right now. Come on, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that, Lord, though they might be weary and tired and burned, Lord, I thank you, God, that you're raising them up. You're lifting them up. Thank you, Father. Lord, that there's a run. Come on, they're beginning to run in the Spirit. Come on, Lord, they're beginning to soar in the Spirit. Thank you, Father, God, that something as supernatural is happening to them right now. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Father. Come on, just thank him, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, just take a deep breath. And come on, let the fear go. Let the worry go. Let the burden go. Come on, just let it all go right now. Praise you, Father. And just let the peace of God settle in on you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Come boldly to the throne of grace where you can receive help, mercy, and help and grace for your time of need. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Just take a deep breath and just, come on, just let go the burden and the worry. They that wait upon the Lord, they that hope in the Lord, they that put confidence in the Lord, will, shall renew their strength. Thank you, Father. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I trust that God is just meeting you right where you are tonight. Amen. And I think you're going to look back in just a few, not long from now, and say, man, God delivered me. (laughs) Wow. He worked that out. Amen. Man, I'm, I'm in a much better place today. Amen.